No one is perfect, not even the Uggs. But don't tell them I said that. Here are some screw-ups, edits, and extras from the last episode of The Ugly Truth. We call them Ugly Cuts. One, two, three, go. <clears throat> Damn it, the second the mics go hot. We have a hot mic here. We've got the second a they go hot mic. <laughs> Every time we start talking, my throat closes. Sucks. Okay. Well, the so, thing that sucks about it, it's like she she's basically been with you for six weeks. It's not like you had the entire summer to get all your ducks in a row. It's not like the school's open where you can contact them and say, these are her shot records, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, It's like it's not it's not really anyone's fault. It's just life. It's one of those well, life situations. Well, when she got here, the school was closed, actually, yeah. for like they closed for like two weeks or something like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, we took them. We took her the paperwork in as soon as they were open. Sure. They had closed for a few weeks for the summer. Right. But anyways. Did he when he met you, were you makeupless? I'm just wondering. It's not it's not about that's that's the thing is, is he feels like he feels like lipstick and mascara is a woman's makeup. Well, she's a young woman and lipstick I get. But and you know what else will actually adjust everything is when she goes to school and sees what the trend is. If the trend is matte, light pink matte lipstick or, Mm -hmm. you know, the cat eye or, you know, there's whatever the trend is, is what she'll ultimately want to try. And, you know, the thing is, is I'd be like, look, you can try it at home all day long. You know, that's what I would say. I would I would give her that opportunity. But realistically, we weren't allowed to wear eyeliner and because that was that was mom's hard line in the sand was eyeliner. And so guess who snuck eyeliner every damn day right. <laughs> of my life? I mean, it wasn't until probably my freshman year where I was allowed to, to even buy it. <laughs> I mean, it's just so right. funny. Well, and, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, she's a young 13. She she literally just turned 13 in May. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that probably has a lot to do with it. Right. And so. That's crazy. I, well. Yeah, but I mean, I've never. We always had to go the week before. Well, you would think because All that's right. a nice thing to do. But right. Anyway. So we pull up to the. Does she have a cell phone? No, she does not. But you know what? They have a gate-to-gate policy, which is once you enter the gate, you absolutely cannot have your cell phone until you exit the gate. Wow. Okay. And so... I was just going to say, so you could at least make sure she actually got there? Well, that's what I said. I'm like, God, I'm like, I wish there was a way you could like you take a picture of your your schedule or something so I could see what it is to make sure yeah. you didn't get something lame. Yeah, because you won't even know until today, until when you pick her up. How are you going to handle picking up? Jeez, you're going to have to leave now. I know, right? God. I, I should go. I should just wait. The only thing I hoped is is that there were so many cars there today because it was the first day of school. Yes. And as like the days go by, yes. Though the regular humdrum will set in and it will. and I will find my little nook parking spot somewhere. You, you, it will all fall into line. No doubt. And 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 life will you know evolve into a normal Mm-hmm. way well and the what and the, what's really great is that 
the the eighth grader doesn't isn't going to need anything she will practically fly out of the car you know once you get her that you won't even you can literally just pull up and drop her off like you won't have to do the whole okay we're here we need to park you know nothing like that and um the other two i mean olivia's still tiny so you probably need to walk her to class but you know ryan is like i'll just get out here and he'll go i mean at their old school we used to do the drop off and what ryan would do is he would walk olivia to class and then he would walk then he would take himself to class that'll happen again it'll happen again so i think it's just it's just new everything's new but you know it'll it'll change you know every you'll get back into your routines i mean it just takes time i mean you just have to accommodate for the traffic and you know take note because when it's raining this is what it'll be like this is what it'll be like because everybody will drive their kid to school so happy back to school day What what a hellacious experience god it sounds traumatic it's awful i'm just like they should this is just unacceptable it's it's incredibly you know what it i remember taking the kids to middle school because you know we lived we were very fortunate that we were able to walk our children to school when they were in elementary school but after that we had to drive you know and the school that the kids went to there is it's a one-way road there's only one way in and one way out it was hell pure hell and the thing is is because of the way our kids were spaced apart it was eight years of hell for me every day you know and the thing is is that there ultimately comes a time where people just give up and say carpool or walk your ass to school i am not going through this but we live far enough away that we couldn't do that and so and you know and malia refused to walk anywhere (laughs) so we had to drop her off practically at the front door but the rest of them you know the rest of them it was just like dump them off on the corner and i mean i practically stopped barely stopped the car by the end of it i'm like get out you know they would get out they'd be ready to go and they would like stop drop and roll out of the car and run to class because it was just too too much the traffic was just incredible so i get it been there done that and um you know, luckily for for me, I have the high schooler who now, uh, although goes to school with everybody else at the same time because she has practice after school, I don't have to get her until it's desolation land. So right. it's always so nice. It's only athletes, and so that you have that looking to look forward to, which will be nice. You know, there's a there's a there's a dawn ahead. Oh, <laughs> it's not always God. like that. Gosh, you know, when we first went to that school. When, you know, school wasn't in session and we were looking at all the houses surrounding and they're really nice houses. And so we Mm -hmm. looked up a couple of the houses online. They're like half a million dollar homes, you know. Wow. So they're really strict about it. Yeah. But I was just thinking, I'm like, you couldn't pay me to buy one of these houses. (laughs) And deal with all this goddamn traffic. Exactly. All the parking Mm -hmm. and all the bullshit that goes on for, you know, nine months out of the year and honestly those houses aren't going for a half a million with that there's no way they are though that's they're selling for a half a million dollars that's what they were going for well you can list them for that but have someone show up at 9 a.m on a monday and they'll go uh yeah no way no way I bet you that's the problem, though, is, is people aren't they're showing them, you know, at four o'clock e- in, <laughs> on Saturdays and in the evening. So they don't have Not any clue. They're like, oh, what a beautiful, cute neighborhood. This it's is so, so darling. There's a little school across the street and a yes. park. And then they move in and Monday morning. It's like, I can't get out of my house. 
How do I pay the mortgage if I can't get to work? That bus just honked at me. I just want to (laughs) go. Oh, God. Well, best of luck to you on the brand new school year. Um, Malia starts her school year next week. And um, her, but her activities don't begin on the first day of school. Her activities begin on Monday. Actually, they begin tomorrow because she's going to the church, the local church up here where they give away school supplies to the less than, uh, what is it? Less than, less fortunate? Less fortunate. It's their community service uh, activity. They do want, they do a few a year as cheerleaders. And so this, this one they've been doing for years uh, the the Bella Vista cheerleading squad goes to this church who essentially hands out school supplies and backpacks and lunchboxes to kids who can't afford to have those things. And it's a humongous turnout. Um, and it's actually quite fun. The little ones that aren't old enough for school, they get to come and they get to do little school crafts that are educational, you know, stuff like that. So they'll do, she does that on Friday and then Monday and Tuesday, she gets to hand out textbooks to everyone oh, well, yes that's fun. that's their job as, and she's a captain this year so i heard that is that exciting that is exciting we were at pearl harbor and she got a call from her friend who's also on the squad they both made captain because they do two captains oh, and they, okay. they both made captain because that way if one gets benched or quits or gets sick there's always a backup and uh, they were both excited. She goes, I'm at Pearl Harbor right now. <laughs> so it was really cute. But uh, yeah, so they she's got a plate full of things to do before school even begins on Thursday, I think, Wednesday or Thursday next week. So and she she got it together. And so she came with us. And it was nice, actually. She's so easy. You know, I don't know if you've ever done it where you go on some kind of trip or you're doing a family thing and you bring a friend of one of your kids. Probably not because they're still pretty young. Mm -hmm. But you do that to keep them occupied, especially when they're like 12 to 18 and they don't want to hang out with the parents. It's nice for them to have a little friend to do stuff. And so that's why we did it. You know, they're 20. They're like on the cusp of 21. So they can't have cocktails. So we thought she needs someone to hang out with when we want to go have cocktails or whatever and not be bored. And so uh, Alyssa came Um, and everybody was super excited. And so no one would. Why did you bother even going to bed? We barely did. We we I think I was in bed at twelve thirty. I would have stayed awake. Well, I would have. But I was I actually hit a wall. And I said, I'm as packed as I can be. And that's the other thing. I don't know if you're like this, but I feel like I'm never fully packed. Like, I know I'm missing something. I know I should I should probably bring this. And and then I end up bringing everything. Um, what prevents you from doing that is... The, but the thing is, is that when you're going for six or seven days, you can't just take a carry-on. You really need to pack a full suitcase. Yeah. And there were five of us. And so Daryl and I shared a suitcase because I said, you know... We have a 50-pound limit, and if we buy anything, we've got to kind of keep that in mind. So we get there. Our, our suitcase was 51 pounds when we got to Sacramento. Are you kidding me? No. What but she did did you have in there? Well, it was two. First of all, it's two people, plus toiletries, plus shoes, and laptops. It was a lot, you know? And so... Oh, you didn't carry on your laptops? Uh, no, we did not. Um, because it was a full flight. Full flight. 
and they said there's not going to be much overhead space don't even try we'll 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 check it if you bring it with you and so we're like just screw it put everything in there was she didn't charge us which was nice for the pound and a half everything else was like 30 pounds so it was cool um do you know of the three children last night the two that woke up those were the two that did not take benadryl interesting I'm just letting you know. Well, all I know is that uh, it wouldn't have killed them to maybe drink a little bit more or take some kind of prescription to... I'm just saying, why would you take twin three-year-olds to Hawaii? Do you think they give a fuck where they are? Paula, not only that, she was eight months pregnant. Like, she was huge. And I'm thinking, why would you do that to yourself? Like, why would you punish yourself like that? Someone's running away from something, it sounds like. Well, no, her husband was with her. But I mean, it's just like, why would you, why would you do that? Why would I you wouldn't. put that hell upon yourself? Because you know, what the, you know what I would be doing? I'd be sending them with the twins and my <laughs> teenage son on the plane and I'd be at home. <laughs> I'd be like, have fun, honey. No. So, and then what was funny is the, the next morning. God, can he not leave her the fuck alone? <laughs> God, is I, he some kind of fucking animal? Actually, what we think is uh, they were very wealthy for starters uh not very wealthy because they were obviously they were not in first class but they they had money um we think one of them was a pro golfer of some kind because they were wearing incredibly expensive golf clothes like really expensive custom golf clothes daryl mm. noticed all of this by the way he goes oh no they had money i'm like are you sure because they're they're they were sitting with us it's not like they were in first class or anything he goes no he's like those those guys were if they weren't pro they were they were damn near close and what was funny is the next morning we saw the kid who was sitting in front of me who daryl deemed a douchebag um running and that was the other thing everybody exercises in, in the area that were there was a lot of people jogging i'm like why are these people exercising on vacation like i i'm drinking copious amounts of rum and not running why are these people exercising i don't get it but he had the twins in their little jogger um stroller and he was jogging and of course i could hear them from my window and i'm like okay so they were loud okay it wasn't just me being overreactive they were loud kids because i can hear them from here and i'm on the so sixth floor the guy that reclined or the yes, dad? the guy that reclined was pushing so his were they nephew his... and niece. No, they were his nieces. Uh, oh, so that was like her little brother or something. Yes, yes. I gotcha. Okay. And so he's running with them, and I'm like, oh, God, they were allowed. But they were staying at the Aulani, the Disney hotel, and that's oh. very expensive. It, it's so pricey. I don't know how anybody does it, honestly, unless it's on a credit card or something. It's really expensive. <laughs> And the thing I really liked is that everything is priced it, almost exactly the same as it is at home. It wasn't overly priced because it's local. And so, you know, we got like this amazing pineapple for like two bucks. The stuff that was expensive is the stuff they imported from California, like plums and peaches. Those were 12 bucks, but everything else mm -hmm. was normal. And so we got everything we needed. <laughs> There was a lot of, you know, annoying children, of course, and Mackenzie lost her shit on a couple. You know, we were in the spa and they kept getting in the spa and then jumping out into the cold pool. Oh, Kenzie, okay. Kenzie finally had had enough because they were being quite disruptive. And she's like, hey, get out of here. And they started laughing, but they were scared. So they got out. About 10 minutes later, they got into the spa with their father. <laughs> he had to escort them into the pool, into the spa. 
<laughs> it was oh, really funny. Because the personnel were telling them that? No, the, Kenzie did that. And then the, the girls were scared to come back. And so they begged their dad to, to go with them to get back in the spa. And oh. so the dad had to bring him into the spa with us. And we were all like looking at these kids like, you guys are pansies. And so <laughs> the dad's sitting there going, all right, guys, listen, we got to get, you know, and he's like, I'm just so over this because you guys are annoying as hell. And so he's like, all right, guys, look, we're going to go have some dinner. So, you know, get warm and let's get out of here. And so they're like, all right. <laughs> they, they thought they, they got us because, you know, they got in the spa, even though we told them to get out of there. <sighs> oh, vacationing children. Kids anyway, and their shenanigans. Oh my god. And st- Yeah. And um the name of the four seasons is Noe. Noe. Yeah, N O E, just like Tyler's last name. Oh, there you go. It okay. was weird, but anyway, we went there fun. Um we saw a feral cat, which was oh, great. Apparently, okay. when we were there, Haley Duff was there, which we didn't know cuz why no would way. we? Well, there celebrities, all these celebrities, I guess Justin Bieber was there. Uh, Britney Spears was there. We never saw any of them. And and the thing all is, all that night, that whole week, they oh. were all in Hawaii that whole week. But wh- why would we see them? I mean, it's so exclusive over, especially at the Four Seasons. You would never see anybody. Oh, uh, Nancy O'Dell was at the in the penthouse. Oh, okay. And uh, the penthouse is seventeen thousand a day. Dang, a day. I don't even know how you do that. Like, how do you even do that? How does she pay that? I don't think she was paying for it. I think she was there for something else. But anyway. She's not that good. No, right? That morning, uh, Daryl and I decided to go lagoon swimming again. And so we went lagoon swimming. And this was the day before we were leaving for the whole week. And we uh, got sunburned really, really bad. And it sucked because we had been so good. We hadn't gotten any sunburns. We were tan, sun-kissed, but we were had slathered ourselves in sunscreen all week long. And then that morning, we got cocky. We got in the pool, didn't sunscreen as well as we normally did. And Mm -hmm. so we got fried on the... Our backs were fried. (laughs) Which means um, Alyssa got on one. And... Well, first, Kenzie got on. And the horse tried to bite the girl that was putting her on the horse, helping her put her on the horse. He, she tried to bite her and they slapped her really hard in the neck and we're like, oh my God. And Kenzie's like, because ah, ah, she <laughs> she barely wanted to do this. And so she's on it and then suddenly they go, oh, you know what? You're on the wrong horse. And so she's like, oh, thank God I'm not on the bitey horse. <laughs> you know, thank God. Well, the other horse they put her on was equally as bitey. <laughs> So she still got one that so wanted she to bite. Was just shit out of luck that day, huh? Yes. So yeah, we get on. Mine is really not into. Really does not want to get into a line. Mine does not want to follow anybody. It keeps veering to the right or the left. Super sensitive with the reins, and so if I even adjust my arm, it moves to the right. Like it's super sensitive to the reins, and so I had to start kind of making sure that I wasn't doing anything to make it move her, I suppose, move either any other way. We're so we're riding and it's great. Now, other than the sand thing, I'm like, oh, my God, finally. So we get past it and there's horses in the pasture who we are passing and they lift up their eyes and they look at us and they're just like, you poor damn fools. Here we are in our pen eating grass and there you are walking in sand. I mean, like, glad it wasn't us. Not our turn today. So we're... 
But he did it or she or whatever didn't and he kept walking. I'm like, could could you not have stepped on him? Like, could we have not like killed it? But no, just let nature do its thing. And luckily, I mean, I almost felt like I was in like a a scary haunted house ride. Like I would have been. So we finally get back out onto the beach. And now I've mentioned this. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but there's a lot of homeless people on Oahu. Oh, okay. Meth is a big, big problem on the island. Mm. And so um, we're getting, heading back to go kind of back the same way we were, we came. So we're, the beach is on my right now. And I see this tent slash trailer slash campground behind us. Out of nowhere, a dog, like a Rottweiler sized dog starts barking and running towards us. Mm. And are you I, kidding me? No. And I, and Daryl's like, oh, shit. And, you know, horses and dogs don't necessarily get along. And so um, I was like, OK, there's the only place to go is to the ocean or running past all of my children, which I will not do. So I'm going to get I figured Daryl or I were going to be attacked by this animal. And then the horse is going to freak out. We're going to fall. Someone's going to break a leg. I mean, because that's my anxiety, you know. Luckily, the lady, the the lead behind us, the, the bringing up the rear lady, she literally charged this dog and held him off while we kept going. And then she was able to run him off and then kept and caught up with us. And I'm like, what is now? This is a really reputable thing. And it's super professional but there are a lot of elements that they cannot control and i'm thinking as amazing as this was i was ready to be done i was ready to be done at this point the horses i don't know know, jamie i think i I think you probably could have picked a different company there's only two on the island and the one maybe you should have picked the other one the reason we didn't pick the other one is because it had cliffs and i didn't want to do that (laughs) i didn't want to have all of us on a, along a cliff and have a horse freak out. I just couldn't. I'd rather die in the sea than fall off of a cliff. I, I mean, I just couldn't do it. So um, I surmised that although it was beautiful and I I have to look. Th- we took a ton of pictures, but we actually ended up on the beach and they were able to line us up and take our photo with us all on our horses with the ocean behind us. So mm-hmm. I'm going to look at those. Um, however, I really got to tell you, I don't think these horses are all in on the trail ride. Like they really hate it. And I really sensed that they hated it. So we're headed Sounds back. like they're making them pull double duty and yeah. that as a second source of income. Right. Exactly. And so Kenzie and I, our horses go straight to where their pen is and with us on it and, uh, start drinking water and it's just and mine is rubbing trying to get the bit out he wants he wants done he is right, so done right so the lady runs over to me she and i and kenzie she leapt off of her horse like she got off so fast she's like done and started walking away she was over it and i'm sitting on mine going well if i stay on much longer this thing's gonna buck me off i can sense it and they and they are nippy they were nippy horses they like to bite this no. this company <clears throat> clearly needs to work if if they're going to do trail rides and i would look up to see how long they've been doing this yes but if i had to guess it's not long i agree i think it's a newer a thing i think it's i i felt the same way that this is a second source of income for them um 
Or, and, and maybe, it, and they weren't lying. They do say that, no, we do this to work them out because they do need exercise because they do stand around a lot. And so I think they do use this as a way to work the horses, but the horses are pissed. They don't like it at because all. all None the of them. All the instructions that they gave you and mm-hmm. the fact that you had to wear helmets and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like when I did the trail rides in Tahoe. Yeah. Like I, as soon as I got on the horse, it was it was almost like being on a ride at Disneyland. Like the yeah. horse knew exactly what to do. Oh, ours were having, they like, were very rebellious. The horse knew the trail. It knew where to go, when to stop. Like when the line stopped, the horse knew to stop. Mm-hmm. Like it knew, it, it it just, it knew exactly what to do. It was like being on a ride. Yeah, you our, know? our horses weren't even obeying very well. Like when you pull back on the reins to tell them to stop, they they wouldn't. They were just like, fuck you. And they would rear their head up. And I'm like, okay, I'm cool with this horse being difficult with me because, you know, it's funny is I actually took horseback riding lessons and I remember and I remember and I started everything started kicking in, you know, leaning in when we went down a hill, you know, and all the the steering and none of it changes. It's all the same. The problem is, is these horses are clearly comfortable with like one or two people and that's it. And then. Um, other than that, like uh, she said, of all the horses that we were riding that day, only two of them were trail riding horses. The rest of them were polo ponies. And I'm thinking, this is not their thing. They were raised to run around on grass with men on their backs. This is right. not their thing. But, you know, so I'm sure we weren't heavy or anything. It wasn't about the weight. It was about their attitude. They didn't want to do it. They did well, not just- want to do it. They're not meant to be controlled. Not like that. They're used to running and being f- sweaty and, you know, getting a good workout and then resting for hours. You know, they didn't like the trail rides at all. And I said, oh, I said, God, uh, oh, and that was the thing. We didn't watch any TV, nothing. It was so weird. We just totally disconnected, which was nice because it's really hard to do that, you know. But he didn't want to leave. And I said, well, I think we're all kind of ready to go home, you know, I mean, what what more could we do? Like, if we were here another day, what would we do? He's like, I don't know, this. And luck would have it, the next day, it rained the whole day. So we we actually left right on time. So, okay. yeah, it was good. The, the, um, the airport in Hawaii is, um, for whatever reason, was on high security alert. And so there were TSA agents everywhere and not even just when you're checking in, but even like in the places where you're waiting to go home, they were everywhere. And so we're in line and Mackenzie decides to strike up a conversation with one of the TSA agents. And she's like, I have a question. And the person goes, what is it? And she said, do I have to take my computer out of my backpack? If I go through, when I go through security. Now, listen, we just did this six days ago. It's not like she doesn't know. I don't know what she was doing. She had a lot of anxiety coming home. So I think that that's, there was just some nervous energy. So then the TSA agent starts eyeballing all of us. Are you all together? Yep, we're all together. Who's the oldest? Who's in charge? And Daryl's like, well, that would be me. And she's like, oh, okay. And, you know, started asking, fielding questions. (laughs) And we're like... Kenzie is completely oblivious at this point. She has no idea what she's done, where she's completely flagged us for she is. God only That's knows what. 
story of her life. Exactly. And so uh, when we went to Canada and he asked her what her name was, she used the wrong name, <laughs> you know, because it was the same thing. It was the same thing. And so uh, needless to say, we all had to go through, you know, the, the, the more stringent security line where they inspect everything. And then when we got home and we got our luggage, our luggage had been thoroughly inspected by every single sticker was on it God. inspected and i was like oh jesus and so daryl told her he's like honey don't talk to the tsa agents okay she's like why i go well because they flagged us and they thought we were suspicious and she's like she started to cry and we're like no it's fine we have nothing to hide but we live in a world where you just don't do that anymore you just can't be friendly to people who are looking for suspicious people you can't do it it flags them it just does and so Luckily, we we don't have anything. But you don't walk up to a cop and be like, "It's robbing a bank hard." <laughs> exactly. You don't do that. You don't go. If my passport's expired by a year, would that be all right with you? <laughs> you just don't do it. You know. So uh, she was upset about it. But we get on the plane. We get the last five seats on the plane. We literally got the last five seats, and so um, it's full, crowded. We're sitting in front of people that are fine. Kenzie is in front or is behind someone who decides to fully recline. Their seat must have been broken or something because if he had looked up, she would have seen his face. She was already having anxiety. So she's like, excuse me, sir, sir, can you please up put your seat up? I can't even reach my things. And I'm like, Daryl and I turn and look and we're like, oh, God, she's going to be on. She's going to be viral. She's going to be that girl that gets duct taped to her seat for five hours because she can't oh keep herself God. controlled. We're like and, and Alyssa's freaking out. She's like, Kenzie, please just don't do not lose it, please. What did the guy say? He apologized and sat up. He was like 70. He was an old man. Oh. He was fine. In fact, I felt sorry for him like you did. Until uh, halfway through the flight, he decided he first of all, he peed like every 30 minutes and his grandson finally was like, can I just take your window seat because you keep climbing over me like every 30 minutes? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he switched spots with his grandson so he could pee all the time. And then at some point he decided he needed to stretch. So he was standing in the aisleway stretching um, a lot. And fine and he was blocking others from getting to their seats and so i stopped feeling sorry for him after that his weirdo his wife who was sitting in front of us with her two the two older grandsons um she got up and decided to do yoga right next to me because i was on the aisle seat on the other side she started doing some stretching so i got a full view of her pubis which was nice and are you kidding me i am not and then went and sat back down and started cleaning out her hairbrush and took out a huge muff-sized tuft of hair, tucked it in her purse, and started to brush her very long hair and flipping it everywhere. And then she started raising her arms up and sexually suggestively stroking her arms so everyone could see her do it. And what is wrong with people? Dar- I turned to Daryl and I said, this, this is why people hate us. Because we don't know how to behave in public. We just, not us personally, but this is why people hate travel because of that when is that ever acceptable why can't you just sit and just be like why is that so hard oh and then she reclined of course of course i would have stopped her at the yoga i couldn't believe it oh and then the people sitting next to me on the other side of the aisle it was the husband and wife 
and then in front of them were their two children who were Ryan and Olivia's age. Almost exactly. The boy was... There's no way Ryan and Olivia would have ever been sitting in front of me, but that's just my opinion. Well, yeah. Especially when the two... So the two parents are sitting back there drinking Mai Tais. Are you fucking kidding me? No. And then the two kids are in front. They have loaded them up. They have their iPads. They have candy. They have sodas. They have food, snacks, everything you could possibly imagine to keep them quiet for five hours, which, of course, they went through before we even took off. Right. I'm like, that's. I mean, it was like ridiculous. Exactly. And so at some point, the little girl gets up and she's dancing around because she had to go to the bathroom or whatever. And so she's dancing around and she's got a, a huge. Uh, well, it's not huge, but it's full, those airline plastic cups full of Sprite. And of course, what does she do? She, she drops it. it. She of drops course. it and it spills and it spills all over someone three rows up. <gasps> and she's like, oh, did I do that? And the parents, did the parents ever get up? Did they ever? No. They just sat there like, oh, well, you better get some napkins. So she goes back to the back of the plane, asks the the stewardesses or whatever they're called now, flight attendants, to get her some napkins so she can clean this up. She gets the napkins. She comes, she's on the f- ground soaking up the Sprite. And she he gives the little girl a bottled water. He goes, offer this to the man that you spilled all that on. And so she's like, sir, do you want this? He's like, no, it's fine. And so she continues... And so she picks up the napkins to see if she got all the Sprite and it's black because it's a floor on an airplane. And so the dad goes, oh, well, that doesn't look like Sprite. Oh, these floors are really dirty. And I'm like, I want to kill you right now. Who do you think you are letting your seven-year-old do all of this? Like, what is wrong with you? And so... I see why people get detained when planes land. Right? Because... I just don't think I would be able to Paula, stop myself it was, from harming it was, people like that. It was so hard. It was so hard. And so then... And yet somehow the law protects people like that. <laughs> this is what I don't get. I know. And the mother is in the is on the window. So she's she's completely disconnected. She's doing nothing. Like literally I nothing. I would my soda on them. People be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I would have handed them a bottle of water. <laughs> do you want this instead yeah exactly so we're getting ready to land we're 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 circling sacramento airport so close and things kind of had mellowed right uh she starts the the little girl starts to cry she's afraid it's scary because she you know we've, we're in the back of the plane it's bumpy we're, we're descending the landing gear's coming out there you can hear all the you know all the things that happen when a plane's getting ready to land mm-hmm. and she is crying and i don't mean whimpering i mean she is crying scared crying and i'm like get your ass out of that chair switch, and switch, switch seats, seats with your son let the little girl sit with her mother and you sit with the son for god's sake and so what are they doing we're almost done we're almost there don't worry and you know what the and this is when i lost it i didn't yell at them but i i gave i gave them the evilest look i could give them the brother starts to hug her as much as he can he's like it's okay we're almost there and i'm thinking these two are going to be so damaged when they grow up. These two are going to leave and never return from their parents. These two are like each other's support because these parents are so fucking selfish. And so 
when everybody's turning and looking at them like why are you allowing your daughter to suffer Were like other this? people looking at yes them? we all were we're like you guys are the worst parents ever ever i i mean really bad selfish people and so they're like finally the mom sees all of us staring at them like you guys are awful she she goes it's okay honey we're almost there and reaches through the seats and i'm like you're so bad at this you are so bad at this so we land and she's you know no longer crying but she's sniffling and so we're getting ready to leave we're at the back and you know obviously we're like the last people to the plane and the mother goes oh you better let these people go in front of us because we have all had enough of these people we have had enough and so i look at them like we're not going your way (laughs) we turn around and we go the opposite direction she's like oh well i guess we're on our own i'm like yeah you are bitch i couldn't stand it it was so hard not to say you guys are all well actually we didn't we actually did we were quite vocal and i'm sure they i'm sure everyone heard or those people heard all of us saying how terribly selfish those two people were to allow those two children to ride by themselves the whole way home i mean i know it's not necessarily logistically easy but you just have to sacrifice. You can't sit by your drunk wife. I'm sorry. You're going to have to split it up and you guys are going to have to sit with your children, right? I I don't even have words. I don't either. That was the problem. I'm like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. I mean, I was really surprised. Now, it's not like they were, you know, in another section or anything like that. They were right in front of them, but they acted like they didn't exist. That's what I couldn't well, I mean, believe. Here's. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that it, they should have never been arranged that way. One parent yeah. should have been with one child. The other should have been with the other. That's just how it should have been. Well, period. that's that's how it always is when we fly. We never fly. I mean, Malia was in between us the whole every way. You know, she was never our, unaccompanied. And she's 16. Our children are never our children are just never alone, period. Well, just, you just you just that's they're children for a reason. But I mean, you you know how we are. I mean, we never even we never even go to the grocery store alone. We right. we, <laughs> we we do everything together. Yeah. So it's just that's just how our family is. It's we, true. So <laughs> the 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 thought of ever putting Ryan and Olivia together is just unfathomable. It's like me. you said there's like Godspeed everybody. See you on the it, flip. It's like what? It, Someone would have to rip my arms off before that would ever happen. <laughs> I mean, and they I just the dad even leaned over. He's like, "You think you're going to eat the dinner they provide?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know what is it." He goes, "Well, they told you it's chicken and rice." And she's like, "Well, I don't. I, I'll probably eat the rice." He's like, "Well, you know, best of luck to you." You know, it's just it was like so. I mean, it's like I said, it's one thing to allow children to be independent in a secure area like you know a school. But to just, you know, let them freeball it on a plane with 300 other strangers, you, you know, know, it's I just am, not, I wouldn't do it. I am so mentally unstable. <laughs> I really don't think I could handle a situation like that. I really don't. I, I'm being perfectly honest. I know. I really I know. don't think I would be able to handle a situation like that. Yeah. And it, it, something, something very bad would happen. <laughs> you would have been the duct tape passenger i i drinks would be spilled words would be exchanged yes you know it was difficult only because threats would be made (laughs) or people would be followed to their car 
and shit would be beat out of folks. Yeah, once it's, their children would be secured in the backseat because yeah. I can't handle people like that. It's hard to witness it. You, you know, you read about it or you, you, but you rarely see it. And so to see it, it was quite shocking. Like the thing is, like our our flight to Hawaii to have those crazy twins running around. They were being loved on by parents or uncles or grandmas the whole time. They were never alone. You know, they were yeah. being handled and they were loud, but they, to me, they weren't that annoying. They were well, just they loud. Were three. Yeah. You know? Like it, that, it didn't bother me. I mean, it bothered Daryl Moore, the guy who had leaned back all the way where I had no room to even read. But to me, it's like I choose my battles and things like that. You know, I really just can't let that stuff bother me. But this was so profane to me that they would allow these two little ones to just fend for themselves. And I know it sounds like well, the parents were right there. And it's like, yeah, they were, but they were completely disconnected from those children. They yeah, acted like I they mean, didn't even exist. Like, that's just the whole thing is, it's just like, you know, a parent can be there, you know, just because you're there physically doesn't mean that you can't be entirely neglected. I mean, you if, know? if it hadn't been only an hour into the flight, honestly, I wanted to turn to him and go, are you really going to let her do that? Are you really going to let her do that? by herself what the fuck is wrong with you you know what i would have i just would have started uh, helping them myself yeah i didn't I, I no i no i just couldn't i don't know what prevented me other than i didn't want the thing is is when you're in a confined area like that with that many people and there's literally no way out you really have to modify your natural behavior because you really wouldn't you don't want to do something where there's nowhere to go. There's no way to res to walk away or to resolve it. We were sitting two feet apart from each other. So it's not like I could have walked away or gotten in my car or something. You know what I mean? So you really have to reevaluate how you're see, going to handle things. That's the beauty of it. Uh, no, because, you know, they were they were hostile. They were difficult. I mean, they were drinking and, you know, they weren't drunk or anything. But that my point is they were completely acting as if they were not with children and so i don't think there's anything anyone could have said to them including the flight attendants to resolve that situation it just wasn't going to happen they were terrible they were just terrible awful people are you guys back to normal schedules or are you staying up till 3 a.m um we well me uh, especially with the olympics on right now i've been easily staying up till 1 a.m yesterday yeah. was the yesterday i was asleep at midnight um, but I have decided that I need to start taking the NyQuil Z stuff because <laughs> I've got yeah. to get back on. I'm like, God, I'm starving. It's four o'clock in the afternoon and I'm just now hungry for lunch. You know, it's like we right. we can't. It's really, really hard. Now, Daryl has had no choice because he had to go back to work. But I am really struggling with the time change. Um, I adjusted to it very quickly. So I'm having a hard time adjusting back. So I'm hoping by this weekend I'll kind of get my stuff back to – well, I have to. Malia's got to be in school at 8 in the morning. So I really got to get it together. So We tried – yeah, we tried to uh, <laughs> slowly ease ourselves back in. It just didn't work. No. We're, we had to go cold turkey. So you just kind of have to. You kind of just have to just jump in with two feet and just struggle and suffer. It's I don't know what it is about my family. We're just so nocturnal. I'm not. I'm very well. I'm nocturnal. Daryl's an early riser. He loves the morning. Our whole family, like in my my little family, mm -hmm. we we just love the nighttime. Yes, and so 
Um, we but and we are not early risers, so <laughs> yeah. This whole waking up at six thirty thing, I was oh just God. like, it's okay. Like so when I woke everybody up, and even when I woke everybody up, you'd think they'd be excited, and I, I got. Can I have ten more minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, there is no ten there more minutes. There is no ten minutes. I gave you ten minutes ten minutes ago. Let's I, go. Yeah, I, I waited ten minutes. Yes, so. it's it's true. Um, we are not. Oh, Kenzie and Daryl are the morning people. Millie and I can sleep till ten easily. Yeah, I mean, we could totally do it. Ten. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, so. we don't stay up till three a.m. like you do. But well, I that mean, is true. Yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> Oh, by the way, um, and Daryl will probably edit this out, but um, we are doing UFC on the 20th. I don't know if you can can come, but, you know, Daryl told me, he goes, would you please harass your sister to bring those children to us? And I said, yes, I will ask her to please bring them. I will check it out. That's Daryl's or not Daryl. No, that's Victor's first day off work, but I will see what he's got going on. So Mm -hmm. I don't see why not. Well, at least bring one of them. Yeah, no, I don't see why not. So, okay. um, you know, I don't I don't think he has any plans. So okay. I'll double check, though, to make sure that he didn't have something specific in mind that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So but I'm pretty sure we should be able to. Well, I hope so. Come over. It would be nice so. to see you see you people. But, but I'll double check. He's um, tentatively going to be gone for the whole month of September. Actually. I know. I know. You told me yeah. that. <clears throat> So we'll see what's going on with that. But okay. I mean, everyone will be in school anyway. Right. So. so it would only be a weekend thing. So. All right. Well, I guess we should wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot we were still recording. Yes. Uh, just wanted to send a shout out to our Sacramento friends. Thank you for uh, your loyal listenership. You've been our original gangsters from the beginning. So we awesome. always appreciate that. As well as our San Francisco area buddies, um, you always bring bring on the strong numbers as well. So we want to make sure that we give you guys a shout out as well. Um, have a good uh, back to school week, parents and students, and uh, stay stay in school, friends. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this week's Ugly Cuts. Join us for an all-new episode dropping every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform and, of course, UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E-Truth.com.